0: New Vision family. Today is day 14 of our Advent podcast. We have been walking through Louis Giglio's Waiting Here for You, and it has just been such a sweet little Advent study for me in this season. If you have been following along, I hope that you have enjoyed it as much as we have. Um, If today is your first day tuning in and you just stumbled upon our podcast, welcome. We are so thankful that you are here listening and just spending this Christmas season with us. Um, My name is Keely Mascarina, and I'm the Discipleship Associate here at New Vision, and today we are just going to, the theme for today is God gives all good things and before we get started, let's just dig into God's Word. We are going to be reading Psalms 127, verses 1 and 2. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go to late, go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. And so, if you, just a quick little blip or blip about um, the book of Psalms, Um, it is a collection of music and poetry and prayer and just a really sweet book of the Bible with lots of emotions and just adoration to the Lord. And so, if you've never spent any time in the book of Psalms, highly recommend it, but Specifically, we are in Psalms 127, verses 1 and 2 today. And what these verses, just a couple of my takeaways. Um, when I first read this and I was studying it and read Louis Giglio's um, take on the verses for today, and um, I just could not get away from the word striving. And um, so I'm just going to give you a couple of my thoughts Um, the first thing is life without God is meaningless. We can work hard and we can try to build our own life and control our family and plan out our family and just control the little things in our lives day in and day out. But when you sit back and think about it, why would we try to do all of this on our own when God is much better at being in control? He created the heavens and the earth and all the things that live in it in seven days. Like he's pretty good at building things on his own and being in control. And so, you know, we can work really hard to make something work. But striving in our own strength only leads to failure and a whole lot of stress. And so um, just the word striving just kept coming up every time I've studied these verses. And if you look at, you can Google it. Um, which if you've ever listened to any, a lot of people reference Google, but um, I literally look up definitions every single day. The definition of strive is to try very hard to do something or to make something happen, especially for a long time or against difficulties. And that definition is just so fitting for these verses because, I mean, in verse two, it says... You know, it ends by saying, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. And so we can strive and we can try to do things on our own, even for a very long time, but it's only going to make life a lot more stressful. And that's just exhausting. And so, my question for you today is Are you striving for something in your life? Are you trying to make your family appear a certain way? Or manipulate certain circumstances to fit your agenda. Are you trying to make a relationship that you know is not healthy? Are you trying to make that work? Um, is it godly? Is it God honoring? Um, and that's what we really have to ask ourselves: is things that we are striving for. You know, it's we can't do it on our own. And is what we're pursuing is it holy? And so a lot of times we are stressed out in our strive, in our striving because it's not holy. And um, so the thing that just keeps coming up in my head is, stop striving. A king was born so that we did not have to strive so that we did not have to work that hard. That king was Jesus. He lived a perfect life, so we didn't have to strive. We weren't left to do things on our own. And it didn't, it you know, it didn't work out for the Israelites to do things on their own. So why would it work out for you and me? And so whatever you are walking through right now, I just want you to take a breath and to know that you do not have to strive because our king was, sits on his throne and he is way better at controlling things than you or I and. You know, I was talking to a friend about this and striving and just how that word just kept coming to my head. And, um, and he was like, yeah, you know, especially in this season. And so in this season, you know, we are waiting on all the good sales and um, we're waiting to gather with loved ones, to open presents, to attend the next ugly sweater party. You know, we fill up our calendars and we buy all the things that our friends post on social media that, you know, just to keep up. And we're always striving in this season for the best. But people, Jesus is the best. He was born to rescue us. We can be so excited about the new espresso machine or the Dyson vacuum, but dwelling in the excitement of the weight of Christmas, the free gift we receive In the birth of Christ, that is the best, and I am guilty of I waited a whole year for a Dyson vacuum, and I love it. It truly relieves so much stress in my life, but it is not the best. My Jesus is the best, and he was born a baby, lived a perfect life, died on the cross, rose again three days later, and he sits in heaven, and he did that because he loves us and because He knew that we couldn't do things on our own. And so he stepped down from heaven to make a way for us. And so, you know, we have confidence in this because of scripture. And you'll see the next verse that Louis talks about is James 117. And I love it so much because it ties so perfectly in to what we're talking about today. And it says, and again, I'm reading from the NIV. It says, Every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. And so I just love that this verse reiterates that all things are from the Father. You know, you can have a certain position that you think is important, that but are if you are leveraging that position for God's glory, then if you are not leveraging it for God's glory, then it's worthless. You know, we can sit as the CEO of a company or, you know, make a million dollars. But if we're not leveraging that position for God's glory, then it is worthless. And we're doing things on our own. God gives us talents and gifts. He gives us positions and power. But the moment we give ourselves credit, we remove God from his rightful place. And the gift what those gifts are, are pointless. They mean nothing without giving him the credit and allowing him to work through those, you know, those positions. And so I love the end of this verse. It says, who does not change like shifting shadows. And so, you know, we have to remember that friendships will change. Espresso machines will update. There will always be a new iPhone. I can't I can't keep up at what number we're at right now. I think thirteen or maybe fourteen IXL, I, I don't know. But you know, everything is always changing. The the home decor goes out of style the minute you buy it. You know, our couches get stains, our the clothes trends are ever evolving. And, you know, these things are not bad things. God wants us to enjoy these things, but we can't lose sight of him being the giver. All of these gifts, they are they might be good, but they are not good when they take the rightful place of the giver. And so um, several weeks ago, I was looking at Paul David Tripp's New Morning Mercy's devotional, and on one of the days it said, He says, a desire for good things becomes a bad thing when the desires become a ruling thing. And then he goes on to say later on that, he says, don't be tempted to put the gift in the the place of the giver, or, sorry, I'm butchering this. He says, and then don't be tempted to put the gift in the place that the giver alone should occupy. And so, like I said, gifts are good. Enjoy them. But don't forget to worship the giver himself, not just in this season, but in every season. The greatest gift we could ever receive will not change. And James 1.17 tells us this. Um, it, he stays the same in the drought and when there is abundance. Our God stays the same forever. And so we know that he is the ultimate gift. And I love how today Louis Giglio says, if you're truly waiting on God, you won't miss anything. And so I just want to end today. My prayer for you is 10 days, we are 10 days away from Christmas. And so my prayer is that you will stop striving, that you'll take a deep breath and that you will trust the giver of every good and perfect gift whatever season that you're walking through, that you will just trust Him and know that everything comes from Him and that you would truly celebrate that He is the greatest gift. Christmas, like I said, it's 10 days away, but I pray that, I'm going to say it again, that you would truly celebrate that He is the greatest gift. I hope that you have a good rest of your day and we hope that you will join us tomorrow.